Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Why do people in Ohio feel like they forget how to drive in snow. So this, I, I feel we like we live in Ohio. I actually have this. It's not just Ohio because in the South, it's the first time it rains in a while. If it's like a monsoon in Charlotte, it, it would take you a 25 minute trip to work would take me 50 minutes. And that's exactly what happened today though. In, like, like, like this morning, you know, I'm looking, I, I knew the weather was bad up North. I look at the uh, Google maps and like check for accidents and there's like seven on i-77 i'm like all right i gotta leave early mm-hmm. and then these idiots that just do not know how to drive in snow and you like if there's not a lane in the left like they basically plowed like two lanes yeah of the three i think it'd be okay shouldn't we just have a snow lane 
if you're uncomfortable, if driving in the snow makes you uncomfortable, it's like the express lane, but the opposite. No, but I'm, but, but I'm talking about the lane that's not plowed. Oh, yeah. And then the jackass that wants to go around you because mm-hmm. he thinks he's got a four-wheel drive truck or an SUV or something, and then you see him spun On the side off of the, the road, ro- spun yeah. off, you know, a mile up the road. Like, yeah. dude, just... Just go with the pace. It's we're, just, we're all going to get there. It's just sensible. Just be sensible. You, you know what? Like, it's okay to drive 50. Yep. It's okay to drive 50. It's 45. O- and you know what? Here's another thing. Your brakes are not going to work as well in snow. The brakes, the, that's the thing. You got it. You got your big dually truck and you're a badass. Guess what? Your brakes work the same as my yeah. Nissan Maxima. The, the, the number one thing I learned when I was really young is if you start to feel your car start to slide, just... Just take your foot off the gas. Don't slam on the brakes. No, Give it a second. Give it a half second. Let it go. Yeah. Just you I've been driving in this weather, these conditions my whole life, and I feel like every time, and it's crazy that it's January 13th, and this is the, kind of the first snow we've gotten, mm-hmm. but God, people lose their ever-loving minds. I've often thought NASCAR's not a real sport until they make it in all seasons. Yeah. Until they have a Cleveland December 15th snowathon, and we get to see... Just um, like 10 car pileups. Cole Custer and all these uh, NASCAR guys, the, the Bush brothers, until we get to see them driving their cars 35 miles an hour in those inclement weather and still spinning out, you're not an athlete to me. Yeah. If you can only drive in perfect weather, congrats. You should live in Florida. Like, get the hell off my TV. Look, I feel bad when I drive by and I see somebody that's like in a, in a, like a Mustang and they're like in the middle of the road because I'm like, that's a rear wheel drive car that. Maybe that's all they have. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But when I see a like a big dually truck in the middle of the median, like <laughs> you, you got to work, you got to work to get there. Yeah, if you got to you got to hustle to get there. So but anyway, as we have this conversation today, uh, there's another conversation had on the station. Joe uh, Thomas was on the morning show today at 9 a.m. and Joe is talking about the defensive coordinator search and the latest on that, guys. Gerard Mayo will not be interviewing interviewing with the Browns today as previously planned. Um, I think Gerard might have used the Browns a little bit to get that contract extension and that bump up in title in New England. He might be the coach in waiting, as a matter of fact, which Tom Curran said as much a couple days ago with us. So um, Gerard Mayo's out. Uh, Brian Flores, yesterday was Brian Flores' day. Today we find out Arizona is going to interview him for their head coaching job. Yeah. So it it suddenly becomes a little bit more pressure, right? When it was... When it was just the Browns were kind of in the catbird seat and none of these other guys had interviewed for a head coaching job. Oh, by the way, Gerard Mayo was also going to be interviewing for the Carolina head coaching job. It felt like the pressure was off. Now the, now the pressure's on. And I thought, you know, Joe was asked about the defensive coordinator job and and kind of detailed. He had one answer where he talked just about what he thought was necessary, but then he kind of came back and 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 gave a more elaborate answer on why this defense needs more disciplinary figures, and I think he hits it out of the park here. Being that we do have a lot of talent on defense, and it's a young roster, like that leadership, that discipline, that is even more important when you're dealing to me with young guys that are still that unmolded ball of clay that I really believe somebody, whether it be a player or a coach and I think defensive coordinator would be a great role need to be that person that can kind of come in and kind of put their fist down a little bit it kind of made sense and it kind of builds into to Joe Thomas saying that uh that if you're not going to have players who can do it then the coach has got to do it and I I agree like 
I don't know if it's the defense is too young. I don't know if it's that the guys you pay just aren't the the kind of leaders you need. But whether that's Jim Schwartz, whether that I, I don't know that Sean decides the guy that's going to get up in people's face. It does seem like everybody's in agreement. Whoever's the next defensive coordinator better be able to get up in guys' face and and be the kind of fiery leader that that maybe this team is lacking not just on defense but maybe across the the ball. Yeah, listen, I think they need a disciplinarian in that role because obviously uh Kevin Stefanski's not that. They don't really have anybody on that team in terms of the coaching staff that really takes on that role. They don't really have anybody frankly on defense that takes on that role. Um not only would I hire a defensive coordinator that I think is going to come in here and and set the tone but I'd be looking for players too, mm-hmm. veteran veteran players that can come in here and really help set the tone as well. I I wouldn't hate to bring back Anthony Walker, although I don't know where his knee is. I don't either, um, but I love that guy. Well, I mean, I I I I will agree to some extent that that losing him in the Steelers game really did set them back. I'm just surprised it took them six to seven weeks before the defense actually came back and kind yeah. of got on the right side. But it also brought me like you and I were talking on are off air about the Stefanski part of this. I don't know. I don't know why it's exclusive to Brian Flores, but there's a big part of me that wonders if Kevin Stefanski is going to be able to share the locker room with a alpha male like Kevin Stefanski. Well, and I think the reason you question that Nick, and, and this is at least my thoughts is because we've got a coach that has been here three years is adamant on calling the plays mm-hmm. yet will not look himself in the mirror and say, maybe I need to take a little step away. Well, I think and it's... So, so I wonder, sorry, Nick, to cut oh, you off. No worries. But I, I, I think, to your point, and I'll let you finish here, is he willing to have another coach on the staff that's going to be more of an alpha than him? Well, and I, it, like, let's be honest. I, I've, I've stood in a hallway with uh, Brian Flores for about 30 seconds. And did you, like... I cowered. No, yeah, I no I'm say, kidding. I, I was going to say, did you cower? <laughs> did I turtle? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, sir. Uh, no, Hi, my but, name's my name's Hody Howdy. But there's a. <laughs> he has eleven points. Let me tell you about the proper way to to form a password. Uh, that's when you go full <laughs> Hody. Inside joke. You get that one day, guys. Use capitals uh, opposite each other. Yeah, uh, always. Everybody knows that. But if you spend thirty seconds with Brian Flores, there's no. It's not an air. It's not a gimmick. It's not a th- like he is. There's a personality. There is a presence there. Yeah. And I'll, if I'm Brian Flores, the number one thing I'm asking uh, Kevin Stefanski for is I'd like to be in charge of punishments on the defensive side of the ball. If you really only want to worry about the offense, that's cool. But Miles Garrett under Brian Flores, if Miles Garrett needs to be benched for a series against New Orleans late in the season, I guarantee with Brian Flores, it's going to be a lot more than one series. Grant Delpit will, would not be benched for a play, right? right? Jadavian Clowney probably wouldn't have been on the roster um, after that debacle against the Ravens. So I think that's the number one thing. And if you're Kevin Stefanski, are you willing to outsource the discipline on the defensive side of the ball to your defensive coordinator? Because at that point, you're setting up this de facto, uh, it's an offensive head coach and a defensive head coach. And honestly, I think it's what the Browns might need. But again, you mentioned the play calling thing. If Kevin's not willing to subside his ego for the best of the team because he views himself as McVeigh or Shanahan or one of these other guys, it's hard for me to believe that he'll say, you know what, you handle the defense in terms of discipline. Right. 
And then, you know, we'll, we'll have conversations beyond that. 216-578-0092. So uh, Brian Flores is interviewing with the Arizona Cardinals for their head coaching job, but he interviewed with the Browns yesterday for their D.C. job. And we also found out Gerard Mayo is staying in New England unless he were to get the Panthers head coaching job. So that brings us here. Are you guys sure that Kevin Stefanski can share the locker room with an alpha like like Brian Flores? I think it's interesting from like human psychology perspective that for head coaches, we always like the guy we don't know anything about that's never been a head coach more than the guy that's the retread. Now, I don't know if that's fair or not. And I would say that if you look back historically, the success rate of guys that have been head coaches before that get hired, it's probably the exact same as the guys that are the young, hot, up-and-coming coordinator that have never been head coaches that become head coaches. But when you hear as a fan, oh, it's this up-and-coming offensive coordinator potentially to be my head coach. We get all excited, but if it's a name that we've heard before that's been a head coach, nobody cares at all, and everybody wants to hire the guy that has no experience. Joe Thomas in the morning show today, and I thought that was a really great comment and a really interesting comment about how we perceive retreads. I, I kind of feel like the, we can say the same thing about defensive coordinators as well. You know oh, what I mean? yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you always want something – it, that's that's fresh, that's new, that's an unknown, because in this league, and really in in not just the NFL, but just in coaching in general, uh, you get fired. Yeah, and when you get fired, it means you probably didn't do a good job or good enough job, mm-hmm. and that means that's on your resume. It almost is like that experience caps you in the eyes of people as that's what you are. Yeah, like I talked about, uh, I was I'm, I love me some David Shaw. Um, and I, I tweeted that earlier this week, and somebody's like, oh, he stunk at, at Stanford the last couple of years. This is the guy who chose his own exit, by the way. But because he left and the last three years have been disappointing, that's who he is to people. And I'm like, well, what about the first eight years where he was in a bowl game every year and at Stanford was averaging like nine wins a year? Right. Oh, well, that's too old. He never adapted. Well, what didn't he adapt to? But like, I, so I pointed to, well, what about Jim Caldwell? He was 26 and 63 as a head coach at Wake Forest until I think 2001. He came to the NFL and he was a great NFL head coach. I'll be honest with you. I think he still should be an NFL head yeah, coach. And, and he probably would be had he not, not lost Peyton Manning. And I, well, yeah. <laughs> or, well, actually, had Bob Quinn not gotten hired in Detroit. Yeah. I was talking with a buddy in Detroit. I was like looking for background on. Bob Quinn, and he's like, oh, it's just a simple case. He, he, he wasn't the guy that hired him, and at some point he wanted his own guy, and then he hired his best friend, and it fell on its face. And it's like, that's... That's it's, such a bad way to do business. But it's how so many teams do business. I know. Like, let's be honest here. I don't... I don't. I, I heard JP the other night on overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. I heard him go all in on Sean Desai, and I totally get it, by the way. I don't disagree. He's the guy that scares the crap out of me as a hire. But, like, Sean Desai is getting an interview for this show because he's boys with Kevin Stefanski. That's it. At the same point, Brian Flores, Gerard Mayo, and Jim Schwartz are getting the, 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 the opportunity to interview for this job because they're boys with Bob Quinn or Bob Quinn knows them. But it's to the it's to the point that the NFL takes it that's obscene. That's where like it's okay to be like I'm going to interview my friends. 
it's not okay to be like, I'm only going to interview my friends, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of searches go into like, um, like a lot of a lot of owners go into specific searches saying, "This is what I want." Instead of just interviewing a bunch of people and then figuring out what they want, they go in try. It's a confirmation bias. That's what most right. hiring in the NFL is. And I'm kind of curious about this. This Flores hire, well, like if, yeah, I mean, if like he, I wonder how much say Kevin Stefanski has in hiring this defensive coordinator. Yes, he's got no ties to Brian Flores. Well, because it's important to remember, this is still the Andrew Barry was part of the front office that said Hugh Jackson, I don't give a damn that you don't want to give up play calling. You're going to give up play calling, and we've hired Todd Haley to do it. Yeah. By the way, I think today's the anniversary of Hugh Jackson getting hired. Really? Yeah. I, Hugh Jackson's I, here, baby. I saw some retweets this morning. I from from Cardiac Kid, but I think it's interesting. Actually, you know, now that we're on this this topic, yeah. Um, you know, Albert, when he was on with us earlier this week, went into pretty strong detail about like Bob Quinn and Bob Quinn and like how he's become or what he's become to this organization. I even heard the morning show earlier this week be like, "Oh, what does Bob Quinn do?" I, we can't do this with every. It's like, what does Cat Race do? What does I want to know? What I want to know outlined. I want to have the LinkedIn outline of everybody in the Browns front office, so I can know whether I want them fired or not. But Albert actually spent about a minute talking about Bob Quinn and his influence on this organization, and I think it leads to the question that you're asking. People I've talked to think Brian Flores has got a real good shot at it. Yeah, I think there are a couple reasons for that. The first one to me is how you can kind of connect some of these names. Um, Jim Schwartz, Brian Flores, and Gerard Mayo were all brought into the league by Bill Belichick, and all three of them learned the game from Bill Belichick. And, you know, that I think kind of goes to the influence of somebody in the front office who's been there for a couple years now, and that's the ex-Lions general manager, Bob Quinn. Quinn worked for Flores for years and years. They were in scouting together way back. And so he knows how good flow is, you know, you want to look at the history of Brian Flores and, you know, and you can cut through, you know, like some of the stuff that's happened over the last year. Or so I think you could see where somebody like Bob Quinn would see this as a great opportunity for the Browns to bring a culture changer in, you know, as their defensive coordinator. Because I do think that that's part of the job is, is changing the culture on defense. I know, you know, when some of these guys have watched the Browns film, you know, ahead of, of going and interviewing for the job, they look at it and they say, ah, I don't know if that's just a scheme issue. I think it's a little bit deeper than that on that side of the ball for Cleveland. If 75% of the candidates we know for the defensive coordinator job, and they could add more certainly, but if 75% of them are seen as not the GM, not the assistant GM, not the other assistant GM, but like the fifth guy on the depth chart in the front office, it, it really, I think it's fair to say, all right, are they submitting the candidates to Kevin Stefanski and then he chooses them? Or is it really Kevin Stefanski's decision, which Kevin was very, oh, well, you know, I'm going to spend a lot of time with these guys, but you always look for input. Andrew Barry was emphatic. Oh, this is this is Kevin's hire. The, the Bob Quinn input <laughs> makes me wonder if that's true or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, it seems to me as though Kevin Stefanski is a very loyal guy, especially to the guys that he's worked with. Mm-hmm. You know, like Prefer was from Minnesota. Woods was at Minnesota at one point as well. And I don't know. I mean, is, is he going to be open to hiring somebody that he's never worked with that is kind of, you know, being brought in 
at least in at least brought in in front of him by people that feel like this guy should be the be the hire. Well, and I do think it matters if it's Kevin Stefanski's hire or not. Oh, of course it does. But I don't I don't think it's a positive or a negative. If it's not Kevin Stefanski's hire, do you know what that tells me? This is his penance. This is his penance. We you and I've asked like, all right, Joe Woods is the fall guy. Joe Woods is the guy that gets the public shaming for the defense failing. But where's the where's the pain for Kevin Stefanski? And I get it. Like, okay, you fired his friend. But like beyond that, where is the pain that Ke- what what is the thing that Kevin Stefanski has to give up for his team having two straight disappointing years and I think the other important part the discipline on this team not being where it needs to be for two straight years. That falls right at the head coach's feet. So if the defensive coordinator hire is 75% front office and 25% Kevin Stefanski, in a weird way, listen, I think the best thing for Kevin is that he hires the defensive coordinator. But if this is part of his penance, that they go out and say, all right, we've hired this alpha male right. who might infringe on your territory, who might usurp some of your power, well, we got to do what's right for the organization. We we're all getting fired in a year if we don't uh, if we don't finally well, that, that f- fulfill a- that promise. That, that is accurate. They will all be fired in a year. And look, if they bring in a guy like Brian Flores, who's been a head coach, um, the one thing I'll say about this, and I've been thinking about this the last couple of days, is is if Flores is here, I, I just don't want it to be a situation where the pressure mounts. Mm-hmm. where they fire Stefanski, promote Flores, and it, it, it kind of gives the, the Browns an easy decision to make, like midseason. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think it would hurt the team. How so? Well, because I think it would put extra pressure on Stefanski mm-hmm. and the team itself. And I just think knowing this ownership the way that we do and the way that we v- at least view them, mm-hmm. if they go a month and don't have success, he'll be gone. It's so tough because on one hand, I think that is a concern. Like the because it's not should you fire Kevin Stefanski if you're one in five, right? But it is like timing of firing a head coach matters. Um, if you look at the guys that got head like Denver only gave Nathaniel Hackett sixteen games. Yep. They probably should have fired him in week ten. But George George Payton was trying to save his ass on that one. Let's just be honest about it. Um, you look at the hiring, the the firing in Carolina. That firing uh, tells me when you fire a head coach five weeks into the season, you're telling me you wanted to fire him last year. You just didn't want the bad press, or you didn't know if you could hire uh, a better player or a better better coach. So there is a part of me that I don't trust Jimmy Haslam, Andrew Barry, or uh, numbers geek Paul D. Podesta, Mister Baseball. I don't trust those guys to know when to fire Kevin Stefanski if that's the right choice. There's another part of me that says, I think Kevin's ego's gotten in the way. I think Kevin's love of play calling, and again, none of this is bad. We All of our egos get in the way. It's not an indictment on Kevin to say, you had a, you had a bit of losing, and his defenses are up, and maybe his ego's triggered. Yeah, and I don't even get the sense that Kevin has a big ego, but I do think that when you're in this profession – and you've got this label on you that you're this really good offensive mind. Like everyone wants to be Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be Kyle Shanahan, right? Don't you think that Kevin Stefanski wants to be considered like one of those dudes? Well, yeah, but isn't that 
isn't that personal pride over no, I think it is. team success? I right, mean, to me, that right. is ego. Right, but I mean, I think at some point, especially three years in, you put the little bit of personal pride aside and say, what is best for the team? Because to be a head coach, ultimately, you are you should be looking out for what is best for the team. So I think what's interesting about where we're going with this is, you know, we started the show by asking the, the question, are you confident Kevin Stefanski can share the locker room with Brian Flores? We we were we were kind of coding it to being like, ah, alpha male. Uh, Brian Flores is right in that line of Mike Tomlin of as one of the ultimate alpha males in the NFL. Yeah, and, I mean, the guy's basically built to be a head coach. Uh, I, honestly, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get the Arizona job. Actually, I I don't think the Bidwells would hire him, just from what I know, just from what we know about the organization. I think that's a trash organization. Unless Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris are actually going to be the co-GMs going forward because um, they actually have really great reputations in the business. But, man, that is an organization that loves cronyism, and Brian Flores isn't a crony. And that's They need somebody that's going to be able to get through to Kyler Murray. Oh, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And I think Brian Flores would make Kyler Murray's life a living hell if he pulled some of the crap that he's pulled, certainly at the end of this last season. But, like... To me, you you were talking about the the idea of Kevin Stefanski. It's time to to subvert your ego for what's best for the team. Is Kevin Stefanski in survival mode? Because in survival mode, you lo- you learn a lot of people. Well, a lot of us don't have to live like that, but people who've had real life issues in their life that have compromised their ability to live life in, from moment to moment, mm-hmm. right? Taking care of a um, a family member, right? Marital woes, uh, financial woes, losing a job, like whatever it is, when you've had the worst moments in your life, when you have to go into survival mode, when it's not the best of times, you learn a lot about the people around you and yourself. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Stefanski is in survival mode. Which makes me wonder even more what the arrival, if it's not his hire, the arrival of Brian Flores would signal to Kevin Stefanski. Like, because this isn't, because what makes, it's not just that Brian Flores is an alpha. No. I think Jim uh, Jim Schwartz has a reputation of being a fiery leader, a, mm-hmm. you know, disciplinarian. But Jim Schwartz hasn't been a head coach in almost a decade. And Jim Schwartz is just trying to get another D.C. job. Brian Flores. Yeah, I think I think at this point Schwartz kind of knows what his his role is going yes. to be going forward. Yes. And Flores at what forty years old. Yeah. Is thinking, nah, man. Yeah. Time to he knows he should be a head, head coach, coach, quite yeah. frankly, and he yeah. should, by the way. Dusty does it. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
feel like the Browns coaching search, defensive coaching search, is does it feel like it's Brian Flores or bust? Um I, I think it does now mm-hmm. because that's the the number one name that we've heard, and I think that's kind of where fans would like the team to go. Mm-hmm. Um but there's other good candidates out there. The Gerard Mayo thing's Kind of stinks that he, yeah, I was bummed by that. Yeah, I love me some Gerard Mayo, but I, you know what, I was thinking about this, and I actually, I got to give credit for uh, JP. I was listening to his first segment last night, which he called out my music tastes. I, that's not fair. So I'm, I'm unfairly paraphrasing another show again on my own show. He basically pointed out that me and him have completely different music tastes, and then went to ponder who had the better music tastes. And the inference Music was takes are, are like movie takes. It's like go on. No, it's an opinion. No, no one has better takes on movies or or music. Well, and in what I particularly found interesting is that I have a fairly eclectic taste. I have learned that I've listened to everything that's on radio for the most part, and so I've just ventured out a lot. And so I know a lot of bands that most people might not know. And some of it's in Americana, some of it's in rock, some of it's in metal, some of it's in, you know, kind of country. Like, that's the kind, I like things that don't get played on the radio. And Jonathan, I think, was using that as, he's like, I listen to Morgan Wallen. And I was like, you get a badge for listening to Morgan Wallen? Morgan Wallen's great. He's great. But like, does that mean you've got better taste because you listen to what every other sheep listens to? And by the way, I also also like Morgan Wallen while we're having the conversation. Morgan Wallen's tremendous. Uh, I'm going to see him this summer. But. Don't congrats on a year. Thank you. Uh, I, I always find it annoying the people that just brag and feel like they've they're just so hoity toity because they they're, they've got the underground music that no one else listens to. And then, you know, like for example, like way back in the day, this is like when I was in college, I was listening to John Mayer mm-hmm. before he was like mainstream at all. Mm-hmm. It's starting to sound pretty bougie over here. No, just this is an example. Okay. That's all I'm okay. saying. Okay. I'm listening. And I was like, oh, I felt pretty cool because like I know who John Mayer is. This guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then he gets mainstream. It's like, oh, now you guys all want to be be part of the, the deal now. Mm-hmm. See, I, it's so, an attitude. So the Black Keys thing, like the Black Keys, I first found out because my uh, the French teacher at my high school, that's her son. So... She like would roll in the TV and be like, "My son was on Letterman." And be like, "Oh my God, shut up! We don't care. Teach us French. Teach us the curse words." And then you listen to the music; it was really good. And so, like when they got big around Brothers in two thousand nine, I was so excited. And every other D bag, not not in Akron, but every person I knew that knew the, that knew of the Black Keys before they got big outside of Akron did that. What you were just talking about. I'm just gonna say right now, I think JP might be a bit of a music snob. I love I him think dearly. He might be a bit of a snob in a lot of areas. He's he's very bougie, and he and he puts on the bougie front. And at the heart of it, there's just a good blue collar Chicago young man in there I that I want to bring out. I think out. it's more of a wannabe bougie. I'm salt of the earth. I'm brick by brick, man. Wannabe bougie. Go on. No, that's just just a thought. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two is the Browns' defensive coordinator. Is the Browns' defensive coordinator? Search, is it Brian Flores or bougie? Were you on yeah, that? She is. Yeah, she is. I think most most women that I know are bougie. Yeah. My beautiful wife wants to have a farmhouse, and she wants the farmhouse to be bougie. I'll be like, oh, we could have you know this over here, and she's like, no, 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 no. 
no, none on that. I'm like, why? She's like, that's hillbilly. I'm like, it's a farmhouse. <laughs> like, we're going to have a non-hillbilly farmhouse? I don't understand this. I'm a simple man from Medina County. What more do you want from me? And in Summit County. I'm from both counties. From all counties. But I don't think it's I don't think it's floors or bust either. Now the, you belong in Carrollton County. <laughs> just give me the overalls. Give me the overalls, and I'll be just fine there. Um, I think Jim Schwartz is honestly. I, I think Jim Schwartz is the safer hire. Not that safer hire. That's a little loaded. I think they're both really good hires. I think Brian Flores's presence, because I haven't I haven't been in been near Jim Schwartz to say this. Brian Flores' presence, I think, would be very welcome and needed in Berea. But I think the thing that scares me about Flores is I do think he's a year or two away from becoming a head coach again. And and I think there were some negative connotations that JP pointed out at the beginning of his show about his relationship with players in Miami at the end. So those are things that scare me. Jim Schwartz, his biggest thing is he might just be average. Right, he might have just been a, a a good coach in great situations, and I think the Browns need a great defensive coordinator. But that said, I think if it's Jim Schwartz or Brian Flores, I can I can call it those two are bust. Yeah, I, I listen. I would prefer to have a DC that is a former head coach. I think that helps a team. I think that helps. Um, I think, frankly, I think it helps Stefanski, who's mm-hmm. forty years old. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy's guy's really young to be a head coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Let's go with Claude. Claude, that's a, Claude, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bougie name. That's a bougie name. Are you blue collar or bougie, Claude? Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, riding the fence on it. I love it, buddy. What you got for us? Like your wife? I had a question. Well, you guys are touching on a topic that I wanted to call in three or four days ago. My question is, if the season starts off at 3-7 and seven or 4-8, and eight, is the fans be out automatically before the next game, or are they going to keep until the end of the season like they did with Joe Woods? Um, that's so tough. I, I Listen, it's Haslam, so you almost have to expect that Kevin Stefanski would get fired early on. I I mean, I, listen, I don't know if anybody else saw it. There, there was a report about the end of the season at the Pittsburgh game that Jimmy stormed into the locker room looking really pissed off. I don't know what that means for anybody's – jobs you know what I mean like but listen it's Haslam I don't trust Jimmy I I barely trusted Jimmy Haslam to make it through this disappointing year without firing Kevin Stefanski I think the expectation like real quick Claude define disappointing season or a rough start Uh, just like they've been playing for the past two years okay so if they get to a point where they're you know four and seven yeah Yeah. I, I, I would assume Stefanski wouldn't make it through a full year Okay, but my question is, are they going to get rid of him at that moment? Like the game, yes. I mean, before the next game? Or yes. they're going to hold him on to the end of the season? Yes, I, I would I would imagine. I, I think Jimmy Haslam, Jimmy Haslam has shown some growth by not firing Kevin Stefanski now. What I said about the Matt Rule thing with Carolina, Matt, Matt Rule was probably going to get fired after year two and Dave Tepper realized the optics of the situation and decided against it and then fired him five games into that year. I think that's I think that's the kind of pressure. Now, if they're four and four, they're two and two, three and three. No, I, I don't think it's but if you get to a really lopsided record early, if you're one and five, do I expect Kevin Stefanski to to make it a full season? No. No. I, three years is enough. Kelvin, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, what's going on, man? Not much, buddy. What uh, you got? 
Nothing wrong with being bougie. You get invited to a lot more stuff when you're bougie. So that's Agreed. cool. I, I think I think that's why <laughs> um, I'm so cool being blue collar because because I don't want to go to things. <laughs> but my my point was, um, Kevin. I don't I don't care who the uh, defense coordinator is, but I think it should be somebody that's going to ke- challenge Kevin Stefanski at practice because kind of like iron sharpening iron. You you get in here in football just to get better each and every level. I don't care where you're at. You're just trying to get better, and that's where you're supposed to be as a coach. You're trying to get better. If you know somebody, his weaknesses and his tendencies, then you're going to get complacent because you're figuring, you're, I can beat this person. But if you got somebody that's constantly challenging, constantly making you more creative, then that's going to benefit everyone. So I think we should get someone that's going to challenge Kevin Stefanski and, and make him reach into that brain of his that showed, that, that showed in 2020. I think the only thing – Calvin, I appreciate the call, buddy. I don't know that's what Kevin Stefanski wants. I think that's the ultimate catch-22 here. And I would like to point out that uh, that JP's wife is not bougie. She's lovely. She's very pregnant. I would I would tread uh, tread lightly over there, buddy boy. Yeah. You don't want to make a pregnant woman no. mad. Why would that make a pregnant woman mad? By saying someone's fancy? I feel like bougie is not... Uh, if you had said elegant, I think Elise is elegant. Fancy and bougie are the same thing to me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.